0: We know Hazel from the excellent features she's produced for the Porty podcast. We also know her for her community work here, everything from the Bike Fest to the Retrofit Workshop to the Community Fridge last year, and there are other projects she's been working on that we hear about later this year. However, she trained as an actor, and she's really looking forward to getting back on tour next month with her own play called Maya and the Whale. It'll start with performances in Edinburgh and the Lothians before moving on to Glasgow and the rest of Scotland, supported by Theatre in Schools Scotland. So what prompted her to write the play and bring the production to the stage?
1: This is my response to the Youth Climate Strikes, so it's taken several years to get to this point. But I really wanted to make sure that the young people were really heard with what they were saying And so this is my offering back to them, but it's also been something that has been part of my process of changing my life and listening and responding to the needs and the urgent requests of young people
0: to do with the climate crisis. But what this is, is it's a a play and you're touring with it. That's right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, sorry, that's more practically. It's a school's tour of a show. So we're spending six weeks going all around Scotland to any schools that have booked us and performing for whole year groups.
0: So who is Maya of the title?
1: So Maya is a 14-year-old girl who's run away. She's part of a movement of young people in an imaginary world who have decided they've had enough, that they're going to get attention, that they're going to do something really, really drastic. And so she's in the process of making that huge big decision and running away when she comes across a giant beached, dying whale on the beach.
0: Sounds a bit like what happened here in Portobello a few years ago where we did have a huge, dying, or in fact, dead whale washed up. Everyone's
1: telling me their dying whale stories since I started doing this play. There was one as well that the group that did a pilgrimage to COP came across that was dying. Mm.
0: It's really sad when you realise just how fragile nature is and how important it is to get the message across to young people in particular because after all they're the future of the planet.
1: Yeah, and I think they know as well and what I'm hearing really is their frustration at Everyone else not listening to that. So this play is kind of also about the fragility of humans and about how they're feeling about it.
0: Is this your work in the sense that you wrote the play?
1: I did write the play, yes. I was really lucky I had a... A year-long membership with the Playwright Studio Scotland. So I have a wonderful mentor called Lewis Hetherington, who is also going to be directing the piece. We did do a version of it during COP last year that toured schools around Easterhouse in Glasgow, and this is the next reimagining of it.
0: Reimagining. So have you is it a kind of a working development as well that you're getting feedback from perhaps those who've seen it?
1: I've been getting a lot of feedback and I hope that at this point it's becoming what it is going to be but I think it will always be a live play it will always that's the point of live theatre isn't it it will always be adapting and the audience have a very special role actually because they play the part of the whale in the performance and so it will be hopefully different every time it will be what they bring to it which is interesting place to be.
0: I'm just imagining the situation where you get a group of hormonal teenagers who actually sit there dumb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope, Yeah, I hope not, but if they do, then the whale doesn't speak, and that's okay. The whale has like a super soaker, so I'm pretty sure they're going to want to squirt it at me, and <laughs> the whale does other things as well. So I hope it's fun, I hope it's got a sense of humour, I hope it's engaging. It has to be those things, and then it has a, a really dark twist in it as well.
0: So could you give me a hint about what the darkness is that you're covering?
1: I can. I can give you a total spoiler, which is that the reason that she's running away is because a group of young people, a whole generation, really have decided to make themselves missing, to disappear, in order to get the media attention that they feel like is required to instigate the the huge shift that needs to happen. Do they get that? So at the moment of the play... She's talking to a whale, (laughs) telling the whale all about how it's got to that point. We don't know what's going to happen next. We actually don't know the group that she's joining are called the Lost Ones, and we don't know what's really going on with them. So that's something for people to imagine. We go back in her life. Her dad is an oil worker. We go through, like, his journey, the mum, who's like... Of course, everything has to be right with the world, but darling, just have a lovely time. You're a teenager, you know, you shouldn't be worrying about all this stuff. They're good people, they're good folk, but they're just not investing in it. And then she's got a geography teacher who, you know, really cares about it and wants to set up this club. But again, like, can't follow through on the changes that she feels like need to happen. And then there's other people at school. So it's all about those relationships really, and imagining those, but then also this connection with nature because the whale is present there as well. You know, it's, it's, it has its own journey. It has its own experience with how it relates to humans. And, okay, total spoiler here, but at the end of the play, the sea rises and the whale is free. And the whale has to decide whether or not it's going to save her.
0: Going back to the father, because he's an oil worker... And oil, at the moment, is taking the blame, if you like, for the situation, for where we are now. So is it a difficult relationship if the daughter knows that the father is working in that industry?
1: Yes, I think, but also she understands that we are all consuming that oil. It's in our clothes, it's in our food packaging. And this was actually, that character was based on a real conversation that I had with somebody when I made my first podcast climates where I had 100 conversations about the climate and I really listened to somebody who, who told me his experience he was an ROV operator so like remotely operated vehicles at the bottom of the sea he had noticed when he started his career that they were constantly having to stop work for fish activity it was really annoying they had to write it up and then one day the fish all disappeared and he noticed that change in the sea so it was that connection to nature whilst doing this activity that is really (laughs) hands-on at the bottom of the sea and that really struck me as an image and that's something that i wanted to include that kind of realization but well i'm going to carry on anyway because what am i going to do i've got to put bread on the table was harry explained it to me so i wanted to include that voice i don't think obviously that we want to be having baddies in this situation there's actually a great documentary on BBC at the moment about the oil machine and I would recommend anybody watch that as like the real complicated situation that we're in and the complicated solutions that come out of that
0: Anyway, getting back to you, you're an actress is it nice to be going back on the stage again? It's lovely to be going back on
1: the stage so I used to do a lot of touring before I had my children I really passionate as well about schools tours, because it's about connecting with the whole of the community, rather than the, those who would just elect to come to the theatre. So it's such, such a special opportunity. And I've always loved that. I've always loved visiting communities and carbon wise as well. We're not considering them having to travel, we're going to them, we're going by bike, we're going by bike and train to the harder to reach places. We're not entirely sure. There may be one or two of the more remote parts of Scotland that we have to borrow a lift, but we're hoping to do most of it as sustainably as possible with integrity. It's quite different to how I've done it before, so there's no set involved. It's just about the performance. There's a musician coming with me, so it will be like a really full, rich experience, but fit into panniers. (laughs) That's the idea.
0: Teachers can find more information about the tour on the Theatre in School Scotland website. And that's it for another week. If you've enjoyed this episode, perhaps you know of something happening here in Portie that might make another. Something musical or artistic, something sporty, or I was almost tempted to say crafty, but I'm sure you know what I mean. Just get in touch by email or to Podcast at gmail.com or use social media. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.